0: Hi guys, I'm Courtney Fox. And I'm Kathleen Ackert, and we would like to welcome you to MEG's front page. This is your podcast to bring you up close and personal with authors who have published recent articles in JMEG, and to keep you up to date with the latest in evidence-based practice.
1: You know, to date, uh, there are no guidelines to recommend routine hysterectomy for BRCA carriers.
0: Today the podcast is a discussion between the author, Dr. Imad Matanis, a GYN oncologist and our JMIG podcast host, Dr. Peter Movilla. The paper discussed is endometrial cancer in germline BRCA carriers, a systematic review and meta-analysis. So let's get it started with Dr. Movilla.
2: Well tell us just to start off what was your motivation initially to even perform this study?
1: Uh, so uh, the risk for endometrial cancer and particularly serous papillary cancer among carriers of BRCA1 2 has been controversial over the years. Uh, various observational studies have shown an increased risk while others could not show this increase. Uh, consequently opinions regarding the recommendation of performing prophylactic hysterectomy concurrent with risk-reducing salpingiophorectomy are, you know, inconsistent. So therefore, uh, in the current study, we aim to evaluate the risk of endometrial cancer and specifically the uterine papillary serous cancer in PRCA carriers and to examine the justifiability of performing a prophylactic hysterectomy at the time of risk-reducing salpingo-oophorectomy.
2: Well, that's a great motivation, definitely, to look into the study. Am my asked a little bit of the methods in terms of how many studies did you ultimately find? How many patients were included in this study?
1: Yeah, so uh, actually, I speak about the search process. So we went to, to several medical search engines, such as PubMed, Cochrane, Ovid, and uh, a lot of others. Uh, we searched for a, a, a different combinations of keywords like BRCA, uterine cancer, dermatial cancer, a breast cancer even, and a lot of others. And this search uh, produced a total of 924 results. After duplicate removal, we stayed with 603 uh, papers, and each title and abstract were reviewed by two reviewers. It was myself and Dr. Leron Kogan, a, a guy in the ong from Shaaretz uh, Sedeq in Jerusalem. Uh, eventually, we end up with 41 full texts that we uh, selected and we fully reviewed. Uh, we read all the papers, and after this review, uh, 30 uh, papers were excluded for different reasons such as like case reports editorials different types of cancers and etc and eventually we stayed with 11 studies so eventually we had 11 studies that were included in the final meta-analysis with follow-up period of uh, range between 2.4 and 26 years
2: well that is no easy task it sounds like a lot of work to kind of get those numbers
1: yeah i agree
2: (laughs) well Let's get to the nitty-gritty of your paper. What were your findings in terms of the total prevalence of endometrial cancer amongst BRCA patients, and then specifically papillary serous carcinoma histology?
1: Thank you, Peter, for this question. So actually, we did two analyses. The first was for the general population of BRCA carriers, 1 plus 2, and the second by stratification to BRCA1 versus BRCA2. Uh, the total number of BRCA1-2 carriers was 13,827 patients. Uh, it's important to mention here that the prevalence of uh, uterine papillary serous cancer was reported in 10 out of the 11 papers. And one study with 2,245 uh, patients, uh, they didn't provide the number of the uterine serous papillary cancer. So the pooled prevalence, and it's the highlight, the pooled prevalence rates of endometrial cancer uh, was 0.59%, and for uterine papillary serous cancer, it was 0.16%. 82 patients with endometrial cancer and 19 patients with uterine serous papillary cancer. When we differentiate uh, between BRCA1 and BRCA2, There were nine studies that reported the specific prevalence uh, by uh, the type of the mutation, and the endometrial cancer prevalence was 0.62% among BRCA1, and it was higher than BRCA2. For BRCA2, it was 0.47%, with risk ratio of 1.18. In regard to uterine uh, serous papillary cancer, the prevalence was 0.2% for BRCA1, versus 0.08% for BRCA2, with risk ratio of 1.39.
2: Okay. So how does this compare to the general population, then, in terms of endometrial and uterine papillary seroscostoma, so that we get to counsel these patients specifically at time of the risk-reducing subpingular oophorectomy?
1: Yeah, it's you know it's a very interesting uh, question, uh, Peter. Uh, endometrial cancer affects we know that endometrial cancer affects mainly postmenopausal women, and the average age for women uh, diagnosed with endometrial cancer is sixty. Our patients in this meta-analysis uh, they were individuals from families segregating vrca one two mutations or carriers who had undergone uh, risk-reducing salpingo-oophorectomy. So the average age for our population uh, in this meta-analysis was, you know, range between 40 and 50. Again, the average for endometrial cancer is 60. So there is difference in ages. So it's it's kind of very difficult to compare between the two prevalences, the general population and the prevalence in our study. To be able to do so... Uh, you need to calculate uh, what is called standardized incidence ratio, SIR. There's a value that takes into consideration the age of the population, the follow-up period, and the incidence of cancer in the specific country. And to do such an analysis and a meta-analysis that includes 11 different studies from 11 different cohorts from 11 different uh, countries, Uh, it's kind of undoable it's impossible Uh, however most when you go study by study when you go to the studies most of the studies that did this analysis and did the SRI report the SIR uh, an increased risk of endometrial cancer in the BRCA mutation carriers mainly 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 for BRCA1 carriers and for patients under tamoxifen
2: well that makes sense then I do yep. agree that when you get into statistics it's hard to compare to a population that wasn't included <laughs> in your studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do when you counsel these patients who come in with a known BRCA genetic mutation and you're counseling for a reducing bilateral oophorectomy, when you bring up hysterectomy, how do you counsel those patients?
1: You know, to date, uh, there are no guidelines to recommend routine hysterectomy for BRCA carriers. So uh, the decision on hysterectomy should be tailored individually. I think this is what should be done. It should be tailored individually based on patient's age, the desire to take unopposed estrogen, HRT, without increasing the risk of endometrial cancer and breast cancer, Uh, the risks of uh, endometrial cancer, such as obesity, history of breast cancer, familial history of endometrial cancer, and tamoxifen use. And at the end... Uh, surgical risks should be taken into consideration uh, you know another a very important uh, another very important factor uh, is the psychological effects the psychological effects of hysterectomy and the psychological effects of the knowledge that you might as a as a carrier you might have a, an increased risk of to develop endometrial cancer in the future so these two psychological factors should be taken into consideration. So I think it's essential to have a thorough pre-operative discussion with the patient, show the patients all the information that we have, and uh, uh, advantages, risks should be uh, discussed with the patient regarding the procedure. Uh, My tendency is to yes, recommend hysterectomy for BRCA1 carriers, and for sure for patients under tamoxifen.
2: Well, that, that sounds like a very rational way to do it and kind of brings up the art of being a clinician, having to use all those kind of preoperative factors to kind of determine your best counseling. But it sounds like you do it pretty thoroughly.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank well, you I just so want
2: to say, I really enjoyed reading this paper. This was a topic that, you know, not, not definitely comes up when patients, uh, you know, have a new genetic mutation. And I imagine these are things we're going to see come in play as we start understanding more genetic mutations, the ones that we have undetermined significance for now, but definitely for the BRSA patients coming to our clinics for risk-reducing surgery. When they ask about hysterectomy, I'm definitely going to pull up your
1: paper and talk to them about it. Yeah, you can use it. Feel free to use it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope you you have a great day. Thank you so much, Peter. Have a good day. You too. And stay safe.
0: And that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to stay tuned for more MIGS Front Page.